Welcome back. It is another episode of Sketching Up. This is episode 48. 48. You know, it seems like a lot, but this show has been going on since 2020. It's not 2022. So that just shows there's a lot of gaps we've had in <laughs> in our in our way here. But I'm your host, Chris Schnabel. I'm with Kyle Scott as always. Kyle, how's it going? How we doing? How's hot Atlanta? Man, it's all right. It's hot. You know what I'm saying? It's hot yeah. down here in Atlanta, but it's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just the two of us. <laughs> we gonna make it when we try. Yeah, we've tried a lot of different things on this show, but I think this is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. Have, have, have the God, have your boy, talk about some stuff. So first of all, want to get this out of the way now because we want to we want to connect the Schnabel Studios productions tree together. Mad props, episode 39 just dropped, the Julius Thompson third, maybe future guests of Sketching Up. Um, he is uh, Alexander, Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton. Uh, he talks about that. He talks about comic books and uh, how he just he, how he got a switch and he's been playing Zelda and a lot of fun stuff. So go check that out. You can check that out on the Schnabel Studios pages, which are located somewhere around here. You can actually see the actual pages. They're going to pop up while they go. Um, other than that, that's all that's going on for that, except for this new episode of Sketching Up. So let's just get right into it. Let's get right into the intro video and then get into the video. This is Sketching Up. So this is Sketching Up, episode 48. We're going to change it up a little bit. I feel like we change it up every single time we do this, Kyle. Just a little bit, but I think this is going to be a change for the better. So we're going to segment it a little more. Because Kyle and I can definitely get off track. It's happened in the past. It'll still happen. So if you're a fan of the going off track, it's still going to happen. We need to condense it a little bit, though. Condense it just a little bit. I feel like we say that every episode, too. We just need to condense it a little bit. We're just all over the place all the time. But we're going to segment it a little bit. So we're going to introduce our first segment. Kyle, will you please introduce our first segment? You know what I'm saying? Our first segment is called the Sketch Up Catch Up. You know what I'm saying? Something smooth where we catch up from our favorite sketching up host. You know what I'm saying? We get to catch up with our host. I guess since I'm already talking, I'm gonna start talking now. So like, uh, yeah, man, catching up. I done seen the, uh, oh, we gotta save that. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I know that a uh, new Moon Knight done drop. You feel me? Yep, yep, Moon Knight drop. Okay. We just like school just ended, so like I'm finna take out probably tomorrow, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch all of Moon Knight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You see me rocking? You feel me? I always gotta let this be known. You feel me? He's just nothing but a Marvel Batman. So if he kind of, if he can kind of get with my guy, you know what I'm saying? I might have to rock with my man's. And if he lit, I might have to call for a movie, and I might be a Marvel guy. Well, I will say he definitely will be back. I won't say too much. I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, people that are watching may have may have not seen it. I will say right now, we'll say it again, but spoilers throughout the episode because things we're talking about right now have already come out. They've been out for a while. Mostly. like Moon Knight's final episode's been out for a while. So if we spoil it and you're upset, like you had time, like, come on, let's go. But I will, I will say this. Very good. Last episode was okay. Second to last episode, unreal. Unreal. It was so good. Maybe the best Marvel television 
that's ever been put out. That one episode. I will not say the series. I I, I kind of now that I've sat on it for a little bit and and everything, I might think low key is a little better, but the very good, very good. You won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. I'll ask that question. I guess after I watch it, I was going to say why, but I'll ask that question. Yeah, later. well, after after you watch it, we can we can come back to it and we can talk about like why we think one's better than the other. But you know what we did both see. The guy on your shirt. Batman. The Batman. Batman. Now, we Batman. won't spend too we won't spend too much time on the Batman because the Batman has been out for a while. It's actually been out for so long that you can now get it on HBO. And it actually came out on HBO like a month later, which is not heard of. Not heard of in today's streaming culture. That's what it is. Um, I will say to start, we mm-hmm. both kind of had the same opinion could have cut about 45 minutes of that movie i that's that was like the consensus opinion was you can cut about 45 minutes in the movie and like it would have been just as good so i want you to go into it a little bit because you're the big batman guy so have your time to shine go ahead see i like it um it was 45 minutes too long definitely also i didn't like the the brightness like it was way too dark like i went in there and like I can see how people felt because I was talking to some people at my job or whatnot, and they're like, man, I fell asleep on it. And I was like, and I could see why, because it's so dark. And then like 45 minutes of it is just like pointless dialogue. Like normally I love dialogue in Batman because it actually leads to something. But on this, on some of this stuff, it wasn't, it didn't really lead to much. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I did like how the Riddler did have a connection to Batman, like being one of the orphanages that Batman's dad kind of neglected a little bit and I thought that was a pretty real like a cool little thing like a cool little easter egg just like um also I can't lie the um the new Batman I kind of rock with him a little bit Robert Pattinson yeah like though it's just like they got to do something with that bat voice though man Like, come on, man. Like, just get somebody with a It's been so successful for so long. It's why are you going to change it now? It's just, as a Batman dude, it just feels weird. There's somebody who just talks like this. I am Batman. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, bro, I know know for a fact your throat hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) sound like somebody's 80-year-old grandma who been smoking since she was 10, bro. Well, that's the the secret. Maybe it is. You don't know. We know, but they don't know. It could be someone's 80-year-old grandma that's been smoking forever. So I have a lot of the same opinions there. Um, I will say probably my biggest gripe was the timing. And I, now maybe it's just because I've seen the Riddler in so many things in so many ways. I didn't mind how the Riddler was, but I did think that they made him more dark than good i know he's supposed to be very smart but it almost just seemed like he was crazy and not just smart you know he, he seemed like he was supposed to be this crazy crazy dude which the riddler is crazy but he's also very smart very strategic everything's supposed to be a riddle like you know i and maybe maybe it's just because of the animated series and the 89 uh series and stuff like that that you see the riddler like jim carrey's riddler and stuff like that where it's just a different riddler but I just thought they just went really, really dark. I guess it goes with the movie and everything. But I loved the movie. I thought it was really good. I thought it was paced pretty well. There was a couple places where I'm like, ah, it's a little, 
it can, it can move a little faster and, and nobody would <laughs> nobody would be upset but overall of the movie i thought it was really good and i love to see detective batman something we really i don't think we've ever seen on screen no like you have to be a real batman fan to know like he's the world's greatest detective slick like not like a real batman fan but like if you just watch the movies you would think that he's just a a dude who runs around beating everybody up in leotard you know what i'm saying yeah so so there was another great uh mc or not mc another great superhero film that came out that was dr strange were you able to get around to seeing that one no because i couldn't get to the movies yesterday couldn't get to the movies yesterday. It, no, that's all good. So Doctor Strange, I I will give my slight opinion. I don't want my opinion to hurt or boost yours. I want you to have your own opinion on the movie, but I'll give a quick one um, right. on it. So my biggest gripe with the movie had nothing to do with the movie itself. My biggest gripe with the movie had to do with the promotion and the fans around it hyping it up unbelievably giving it such high expectations that when you actually watched it and mm-hmm. some of the expectations or most expectations don't come true you're like what happened in this movie it's not it doesn't seem as good as it is the movie was really good it really was it had a lot of really good pieces to it but there was so much hype about what's going to happen who's going to be in this movie who's going to make their cameos who's going to do this and for most all of them to really not happen, hopefully this gives you a better viewing experience of Doctor Strange, me saying this, because, I mean, for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, we do a podcast. I read a lot of stuff on this. And there was just so much hype around it. But then on the other side, Marvel didn't do any favors, like, diffusing that either. And I don't know if it's because it was really good promotion. I mean, it became one of the top three highest grossing movies, maybe even top two highest grossing movies of all time. Um, But I think there's so much hype around it. When you actually watch the movie, a lot of that stuff didn't happen. You were just like, wait, is this a good movie? Or am I just disappointed because I was expecting more of this movie? And that's that's my biggest opinion on it. I, I the, for overall, did I like the movie? Yes, I really liked the movie. I liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of Doctor Strange. He was almost a almost seemed like a side character in his own movie, but not in a bad way. But not in a bad way. Um, and I, I I had a lot of gripes with uh, with with how Wanda was in the movie too. But that could be saved for a different day because I really want to get to my favorite thing. I don't know if you've seen this one or not. Okay. Well, my favorite thing in this wrap up, we have like a, just under two minutes left in the wrap up. And I really wanted to get to this. Okay. Sonic 2. Did you see Sonic 2? Yeah, but I was a bit inebriated. Okay. But do you, I'm, my opinion on Sonic 2 was amazing. It was so good. It was, and Sonic 1 was really good. Remember, they had the whole thing. Sonic 2 was so good. I love the characters. I love the story. I loved everything about it. And it just shows that you can make, first of all, a a cartoon version or a cartoon movie of a video game Mm -hmm. and you can do it correctly. Yep. That's what it really shows. So do you have any opinions on Sonic 2 as we kind of wrap it up here? I just want to say something about the Sonic franchise as a whole. Okay. Yep. I personally want to give them so many kudos, so many kudos, because most of the time when like you see um, fans give backlash to something, they all like the studio always does something weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
And by them fixing the way Sonic looks and fixing all the other problems that they had from the first movie, I only remember some of the second movie, but I was more too busy celebrating other stuff. Um, but yeah, I like how they listened to the fans and it actually came out good, which I think a lot of other people could, like DC could learn from that. A lot of studios can learn from that. Like there's a reason fans go in an uproar and if you change it, it can help. Uh, last thing we'll talk about before we wrap up the wrap up or the wrap up the catch up, I should say, wrap up the sketch of the catch up. Um, we both need to get Mario soccer, which comes out in about a week. Um, yep. I don't know from when this podcast is out because I actually don't know the exact date. So I'm going to say about a week either way. It's the 30th, um, of May. It's the 30th of May today on recording on release. It'll be the beginning of June. Um, but I just don't know which day i don't know when mario soccer comes out that's what i'm saying i know what today is for recording i also know when this is going to come out i just don't know when mario soccer comes out i know it's in the beginning of june though so it's coming out very soon it's coming out very soon and we need to get it uh i'll have to score some goals on you i'm sorry it's all good um by some i mean a lot i'm gonna score a lot of goals on you i'm sorry but i june 8th okay so make sure you if you guys want to get it and add us you can comment your your switch IDs or send us your switch IDs, and you can get you can get these feet because it's not these hands because it's soccer. So you can get these feet and uh, yeah. And should I say these hands still because I'll be playing with my hands or do I have to play it with my feet? You gonna catch these feet, bro? You gonna catch these feet? Okay, okay. So after this, after all that, that is the sketch up catch up. Thank you for the intro, Kyle. Thank you for your insight. But now we are on to the main event. Kyle, take it away. Main event teams, main event teams, main event teams. You feel me? Main event teams is basically the main event of the whole story. You feel me? The main event of the whole pod, the whole podcast, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? The cat, the cast, the pod. You know what I'm saying? Pushing P because I'm from Atlanta. You feel me? Free my guys. If you know she, if you know, if you know, you know. Um, we're t- we're here to talk about Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. Rescue Ranger, Ch 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 Chippendale. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to get the crack popping. (laughs) I guess since I'm talking, I'll I'll go. Man. How about, about, you you can keep talking. Give us a little recap of what happened in the movie. Before we do that, here it is. Turn on the sirens. Sirens on. Sirens on. Sirens on. Sirens on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Big spoils, you know what I'm you saying? have not seen the movie. Cut it off here. Go watch the movie. Then come okay. back here. All right, Kyle, take it away. Tell us what happened in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I bet all the people who, who don't want to be spoiled should be gone by now. So, uh, first off, I gots to, I just gots to talk about. A, I was a kid when that animated series came out. Yeah. I was the chubby fat kid that was just watching with all sorts of snacks. And I would be hyped watching Chippendale. My mama even knew the Chippendale Rescue Rangers song. I made about a video for it. Hey, bro. This video right here, that movie right there, bro? That movie right there would have made five-year-old Kyle go nuts. Okay? I wouldn't have understood all the cameos, but just the fact that the Rescue Rangers was getting it popping, was getting it popping. I like, first off, I like how they had like part CGI and part cartoon, kind of like the old, like remember how the old days they would have like part cartoon, part real life? 
Like, I used to love that. Because, like, maybe just because I'm a weirdo. But I used to just love that. Like, and I just, and I love how they talked about how he had CGI surgery. Like, that was hilarious, first off. And then also, oh, let me give a synopsis. <laughs> let me get All back. right, synopsis. Do it up. Do it up. You got oh. this. All right, so basically, Chippendale, basically all these cartoons, all these famous cartoons are getting, like, kidnapped and people don't know where they're at, basically. And um, so basically, it's Chippendale's job to go find them because one of their homies got snatched, you feel me? So you got to go get your homeboy, you know what I'm saying? Can't let your boy go down like that. So it wouldn't did that. That's basically, you know what I'm saying, a nice little cool, smooth... That is, that's it, it, obviously the details in between. You have to see the movie to know, but that is basically how it went. Got smashed up and they had to go find them. And that really is. And then there's the, the scenes in between that make it a movie. And here's the thing I like, I really liked about it. I liked how, like, Disney is getting so much better at putting adult into windows. Like, when, um, God, what was his name? When he was um, the dude who's addicted to cheese. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I had to have a, oh, for people who don't know, I'm a school teacher. So I was watching it since it was the last week of school. We watched movies or whatever. So then I had to have a whole drug conversation. Like a whole, like, uh, like one of them was like, Coach Scott, what, what do you think he, what do you think, what do you think, uh, what do you think he's really addicted to? I know they say cheese, but I teach high school, by the way. So this is why we have that kind of conversation. So I had one kid say he was a heroin addict. One kid said he was on cocaine. Like it was hilarious. We had a nice little, nice little class discussion about why drugs are bad. Um, That's good. All of the like into windows and like the whole like bootlegging and putting them in a different um, movie to make more money off the bootlegs. And then should I spoil the who the villain? Was? So wait, let's get let's get right into it then. Let's get right into it. So so you're telling your favorite parts of the movie. You're talking about Sweet Pete, who's played by Will Arnett, which I love Will Arnett and Sweet Pete. Um, so so really quick, let me just give because you're about to give some detail. Let me give a detail really quick. So what happens is Sweet Pete is like a, a mobster, basically, and he kidnaps people that can't pay him back. And when he takes these people, he turn, he snatches up these cartoons and he transforms them to put them in the bootleg movies and sells the bootleg movies. And this all happened because he played Peter Pan. And when he got too old, because Peter Pan never grows up, they kind of dumped him off to the side. And so this is how he did that. So now go into what you're about to say. So sweet Pete, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. No, it's good. I just wanted to give some context for anybody that's like, okay, I'm, I'm here, but I'm not. I'm here, but I'm not. But also the people have probably seen the movie that are listening to this. So I don't know why I had to explain in the first place. It's all good. I know I know. I kind of talk a different language sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like whole sweet Pete, like homeboy is a, a too old, um, like a child actor. Like essentially to me, it just looks like the child actor who went down the wrong path because he ain't popping no more. And then for him to be bootleg at the end, I wanna, you wanna know something crazy? So, the the story of Sweet Pete in that, right, is like kind of the true story of what happened to the voice actor for Peter Pan, which is crazy. How like meta they actually did it. His name was Bobby Driscoll, I'm pretty sure. And at a point, 
he got like too old to play Peter Pan or be in movies or something like that. So Disney kicked him off, kicked him to the curb and said, see ya. And he like got depressed and became homeless and a drug addict and eventually died. Like it, and to, to really meta and make his character, sweet Pete's character have kind of almost the same route as, as his voice actor from back, back in the day. It's, it's just crazy to see Disney do that, but Disney does things like this because they know they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. It's kind of eerie, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's wanna... slightly eerie, you know what I'm saying? Like just like um here's another part I do really like. I'm going to get on the eerie stuff later, but like the one I want to finish up my first point of the things I like. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the cameos? Legendary. When I seen the dad from South Park, Randy Marsh I don't when even I know how they pulled that. How they pulled that one off? I don't know, yo. When I see, I said, "Wait, hey, that's all." Bro. Man, I went. That's like I was, I was, I was worse than the kids was calling out all the cameos. Yeah, I, a lot of them were Disney, so that made sense. Obviously, there was also the cameos, like they talked about um, the uh, Paw Patrol and the Rugrats, and so they talked about some Nickelodeon stuff. Plus, there were some other things like. If you looked in the background of one of the shots, there was Johnny Bravo's gym, which was cool to see. And like um, uh, Dolby, right? Or Dobby. Dobby from Harry Potter was in the Gucci ad. And so like there was a lot of like outside of Disney stuff. But the the best, we're talking about all these cameos and we haven't talked about Ugly Sonic yet. Yo, like Ugly Sonic. Number one, like biggest surprise funniest just amazing piece of that movie was ugly sonic so we just talked about the sonic movie and kyle's talking about how like he really appreciates that the the creators listen to him so what he meant by that is which i was like i was about to say too when you were talking about it, like we'll get more into sonic in a little bit but what what happened was they made a sonic design and it was awful it was terrible it did not look like sonic it was scary looking it was humanoid it did not look good. So they got rid of it and made the new Sonic. So in this movie, um, all characters are actors. So like there's no actual anybody like Chip and Dale are they're actors that kind of play themselves in a fantasy world. So Ugly Sonic is an actor. His name is Ugly Sonic in the movie. And you see he's he's been in a bunch of other movies and stuff like that. But that is his name is Ugly Sonic. And the, it was just so well how they portrayed him. It was crazy how they got around the copyright, the copyright stuff by making him a little fatter and making him look a little different and only calling him Ugly Sonic. If he called him anything else, would have been copywritten, movie shut down, but they called him Ugly Sonic every single time. If you notice, they say Ugly Sonic every time. Maybe. And that is to keep the copyrights away. And so that was really well done that way. But the way they zoomed in on his human teeth and like, oh my God, it was just so good. It was amazing to see that cameo. So Ugly Sonic making the appearance was one of my favorite things. There's a lot of people's favorite things, but just not only him making the appearance, but how big of a role he ended up having. So this thing that was thrown away by the fans comes back and now people are like asking for Ugly Sonic movies and stuff like that. But you know what? That's really good rebranding because now yeah. anytime somebody wants to botch a character, okay, we'll just make him a spoof in our next one. So would you I even, I would, now, but here's the problem for, for um, who, who owns Sonic? I don't even know a company Capcom? does Sonic. 
Is it? Well, well, Capcom, yeah, but who does the movies? Is it might be like Paramount or something like that? I don't know. We'd have to look into that. But so let's just say it's Paramount for argument's sake. Like they can't use the design Disney used because Disney will copyright that ugly Sonic. But it, I mean, they can make their own ugly Sonic movie, but they might even copyright ugly Sonic. So like, what it's are you going to call them? So like, and now all these people are like, I want this, I want that. Well, unless these two these two are going to work together to make it, it's not going to happen. Like, because it's Disney made Ugly Sonic, but they can't make a full movie of Ugly Sonic because there would be way too much. There would be way too much. But I think it would be amazing if they made a movie about, like, if they made a movie about what? Like, I was thinking about making a movie of, like, all the spoofs. Like, let's say of, like, all the things the, the, the fans hated and you put all them all of it in one movie and you just make it one big hilarious spoof movie of like whatever like let's say like the botched um justice league movie mm -hmm. you can bring some of those actors back and all the stuff that got made fun of you just make it into a big satire breaking I, the fourth wall kind of thing i'm on i i think it would be awesome if just sticking with Sonic if they made an ugly Sonic like origin story movie of like how he was supposed to sign or I mean play him and then how he got cut and then he did all these really bad poor budget movies and like how he got to that moment you can even put the moment where he's like going because he gets the FBI uh movie gig or something like that and at the end you see he comes in with the FBI and stuff like that like if you just had the whole movie of his origin story, I bet you people would. It would have to be a straight to straight to streaming service thing. It would not be a theaters thing, but like people would watch it because it would just be so funny. It'd be so good. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like if you had just like an origin story of the ugly Sonic, you could have him like, but you'd have to work with whatever owns Sonic. Like you can have him on set, and then the director comes like, "Hey, like, listen, we like you. You're a great actor, but." the fans want this guy and then it cuts over to regular Sonic or something like that and goes from there. I think it would be a good movie. I really do. I think that would, I think that would do well, but I, like I, I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, any say on any of that. So we, we kind of talked about our favorite parts. Let's kind of talk about what we would rate the movie. So how we're going to work these rankings. Um, it's going to be one to 10, 10 being an absolute great movie. Um, but our rule is going to be a little skewed because you can go to an 11 and 11 is going to be like groundbreaking changes, the genre changes, the world like Avengers Endgame type movie where it changes, changes everything. Uh, the dark Knight changed everything. Th that's the kind of movie it has to be to do. So it has to be, not only does it have to be a good movie, but it also has to be groundbreaking and changing uh, for the genre, for the for the company, whatever it is. So, Kyle, I'll let you go first. One to ten. What's your rating? Give us a little explanation why you picked that one. I'm going to give that Chippendale movie a ten point five. It was like this much, almost groundbreaking. Like those cameos is what is what is doing it for. Like don't get me wrong, great movie. Okay, outside of nostalgia. And it being a great movie, okay? That's what, to me, that's what gave it the nine and a half was nostalgia and great movie. That what gave me that extra point was okay. those cameos. Like the cameos and the ugly Sonic is what really did it. Cause yeah. it's like, y'all done changed the game because now y'all can make, y'all can take a mistake and make it into a fun spoof. 
So I get what you're saying there. So you're 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 ten point five locked in done ten point five. I'll go with I'll go with my rating, and my rating is going to reflect a little bit what you said. Okay, so I give it a nine out of ten. Okay, I would I would not put it into a groundbreaking uh, movie because, and they reference it in the movie. Roger Rabbit did the same thing, and they had the cameos of the Looney Tunes, and Looney Tunes were not Disney, but they needed Looney like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse being on the same screen for I think the first and only time that's ever happened is those two, those two being on the same screen. So Roger Rabbit kind of already did this. I also I wouldn't call it groundbreaking just because we've also seen a dark movie like this in Disney with like Zootopia, for example, where there was, they were, they would shoot him with, actually when I was watching it, I said to my girlfriend while watching it, this reminds me a lot of Zootopia. So I wouldn't say it was groundbreaking in that way because it just took a lot of really successful pieces of other movies and put them together. I would give it a nine out of 10 though, because the movie is, excellent it is so good like when you go into it you're seeing chippendale you think of the the old show or you think of other disney properties and you're like oh it's just going to be this this that it was a lot darker than expected like in a good way for me like i enjoyed that but it was a lot darker than i thought it was going to be it was kind of like they knew that the original audience was grown-ups yeah yeah exactly they were they were like it's grown they're grown so it's going to be it's it's got to be a little darker but like when you think of disney movies you don't think of like them to be on addiction you don't expect them to be on like gangs or or uh, mafia type deals you don't expect them to take their most successful properties such as peter pan and they said his name is sweet pete in the movie but he says he is peter he was peter pan and make him just such a villain like he was a villain villain in the movie like you don't expect stuff like that when you're going into a movie like this so to see stuff like that and to see how disney was was willing to step out of their comfort zone that's where it almost can hit groundbreaking because like they're starting to step out of that comfort zone because i think they're trying to take disney plus in a direction where it's not just kid friendly and this movie still you can watch it with a kid and like you're not gonna you're not gonna be upset or the kids aren't gonna be scared or anything like that you can you can watch it with with a kid but like the way they've been shifting you can tell they're going to start bringing b- bigger properties to disney plus like the deadpools of the world and the the those radar fox movies that they acquired and those other ones and stuff like that and this is kind of just the first step i think or the second step i should the first step was bringing daredevil and stuff like that onto <laughs> onto disney plus because we all know that is a graphic show um but i think this is kind of like that we're going to be on our brand. We're going to talk about our brand, but we're also going to start doing new stuff with our brand to see how far we can go where we can make something entertaining. So I, that's why I give it a nine. I don't think it's groundbreaking just because it has a lot of tropes of old shows, but it could hit that mark. Like, so what I'm trying to say is your 10.5, I think it's justified. I think even when you're thinking of other things, like it's very close to being that type of movie. So very so. You got, a, you got a 10.5, I got a nine on the dot. Um, so we'll go right into, was this film groundbreaking? We kind of talked about, was it groundbreaking? A was little just, bit. Just before groundbreaking. Just before, just before. They have the shovel in their hand, but they haven't, they haven't yeah, hit the ground just yet. Like groundbreaking, everything has changed from now. Like No, no, absolutely not. That's why I like 10 and a half, because it's like, you there, you, like, you this close. Like you so, that close. 
shovel in the hand, but they haven't hit the, they haven't hit the dirt yet. So, and and the reason that is not because of what the movie was, it's what what the movie represents to Disney Plus. Um, so the last thing we'll talk about with Chip and Dale is where would you rank this in the Disney tier list? So let me go over the tier list really quick before we go on to that. All right. So the Disney tier list will be like this. There's legend tier and this legend tier. I mean, I don't even have to name the movies, the lion King beauty and the beast. Like we know what the legend tier is, uh, the high tier. These are movies that are really high regard, but they're just not those instant classic movies. Uh, then there's the mid tier. These are good movies, movies, people, a lot of people like, um, but they're just not like high tier movies. Like they're not lo both loved by everybody, but they're loved by a lot of people. Then we got low tier movies. Maybe it's one you like, but it's not really that good. Or maybe it's just one that's not good. And then there's no tier. This movie wasn't good. It's going to be forgotten. No one's going to remember it. So those are the tier levels. Kyle, where do you put it on the, the tier list of Disney? I think personally, it's at the bottom of the high tier. Okay. Like it's like, yeah, like it's the bottom of the high tier, I think, just because of I'm all, I'm going to be I'm going to be stuck on Ugly Sonic, man. That <laughs> Ugly Sonic was just beautiful, man. The whole Sweet Pete idea, this them stepping outside of the box to me makes it a high tier just for them stepping outside of the box and making it a little darker and to like revamp some of these characters into something slightly different mm -hmm. i love that i i agree but i so you're you're low high tier and i'm high mid tier so we're kind of like right there yeah, i'm just like, a step below you're, you're being a, little, a lot nicer than i am to the movie yeah. which is not i'm usually pretty nice to movies but i'm trying to be i'm trying to be realistic i'm trying to be a realist on this i have nostalgia me, with it like i have serious nostalgia with mine. i do too i do too let me explain so, why i would let me explain why i say high mid-tier okay so i say high mid-tier so legend tier it's not close there's no chance on that high tier at the top of it i don't think it's close to that either the reason i'll put it in the mid-tier if this was a high tier movie off the bat it wouldn't have been a Disney plus exclusive. So like, there's clearly a reason why it was a Disney plus exclusive and not going into theaters because they knew it was going to be really good. They knew that people will like it, but they knew it wouldn't be one. Like you're not going to go back to the movies to see it. Right. So would you consider a movie that you're not going to go back to see? Like you might watch it on Disney plus multiple times, but if it was, if it was $15 to go see, would you have seen it multiple times? You probably just wait for you probably wait for it to drop on Disney Plus. Yeah, hundred percent wait for it to drop on Disney Plus. Yeah, you wouldn't go see it multiple times, but like, like Lion King, it, Lion King, you would go I'll see multiple it. times. But that's legend tier. Yeah. Like, there's there's movies that you'd go see multiple like, times. I think, I, I think, a, yes, well, I think a high high slash legend tier movie is one you're going to see multiple times. I don't think you would see this multiple times. Not that it wasn't good, but it wasn't like. I need to see this again. Like, I have to see this again. The story wasn't so deep that I had to see it again. It wasn't something I had to go and like, like there are a lot of Easter eggs, but like, they're not like, I have to go spend another $15 to see these Easter eggs. Like they're not that important to see. I can see it later when it comes down to Disney plus, or I can see it later when somebody does a recap of it or something like that. So I, that's why I think like high mid tier, like not high tier, it's not top of the crop, but it's really good. I mean, I gave it a nine out of 10. So like, uh, I think a high tier movie would be a 10 out of 10. Right. That would make sense. 
So that's kind of my explaining of why I think it's a, a high mid tier, but I would put it in the mid tier of Disney movies. Um, better than any, almost any of the Disney original movies, but not as good as the, the vault movies that they were doing in the nineties and re-releasing every 10 years. So that's about where we do. So right before we finish up that Kyle, you got anything else with, uh, with, with Chip and Dale that you want to talk about or. Um, nothing else with Chip and Dale. I do have one question. Yes. All right. Just the first movie you can think of off the top of your head. What okay. is, it can be any animated movie. What is an animated movie that you like, but not a lot of people has A, either heard of, or B, a lot of people like? It could be one or the other. An animated movie that not a lot of people have heard of or like? Mm-hmm. That, but you love. What I love. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure you have one off the top of your head. That's why you asked the question. Um, why don't you go first so I can think about it for a second because this was thrown at me and I don't know. Sorry. I was just thinking about that when we was talking. Yeah, um, go ahead. You, you go first. You talk about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to say Anastasia. Remember okay. that? Anastasia. Mm-hmm. I love Anastasia just because even though I knew it wasn't a Disney princess, that was the only movie that gave me that legendary Disney quality. That wasn't Disney. I think there's what HBO. I think there's HBO or somebody. Anastasia? Else. No, I think Anastasia is Disney. Are you sure? Anastasia. I could tell you. I could tell you in two seconds. No, maybe not. Let's see. Somebody else. Oh, it. Oh, it's 20th Century Fox. So that's why I thought it was Disney because 20th Century Fox is now. Fox. Okay. It's now Disney, but no, it was Fox. Fox. Okay. So, but yeah, like I love that movie. For the longest, I thought the reason why I know it's not in Disney because I thought it was Disney for the longest. Like, I, well, just, I mean, I just said I thought it was Disney five seconds ago. So I get that. Like, I just, <laughs> I love like the whole, just the whole story. And that was back when they wasn't doing like, you know, things on Russia and you just seeing just different parts of the world outside of just like the regular, like Arabia or like Britain or whatever. Like you can see like Russia and you're like seeing like all of the, like all the Bolsheviks and all of that stuff. And it's kind of cool. The czars and all of that kind of. Hmm. I still don't know. There's a question I would have to think about for longer yeah, than for 10 for... minutes. Well, well, the one I can think off the top of my head that I love, but like it's, it's mixed. Like a lot of people love it but a lot of there's a lot of people that also don't like it is the emperor's new groove it's one of my favorite disney movies of all time okay but 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 a lot of people do love it but there's a lot of people that just hate that movie yeah i can see why yeah me too but i i love that movie i think it's so good um that's the one i can think off the top of my head i'm sure there's other ones that i i mean i i like a lot of cartoon shows movies i don't know if there's as much I've seen, you know, but it didn't get too bad of reception. It's not the, re- the best movie in the world, but the Teen Titans Go movie has some really good parts to it. I don't know if I'd consider that one of my favorite movies, though, but it had some really good parts. To it. There's a part to the Teen Titans um, Go movie where it's it's like ro- the, the movie's like Robin wants a movie. Like he wants a he wants an arch enemy because he wants 
to be he wants to have his own movie because batman has his own movie and like this guy has his own movie and that guy has his own movie so in the and they're sitting in the theaters waiting for like i think it was the batman movie and it, it just shows you i've seen this movie but i really wasn't paying strong attention to it so i definitely don't consider it a favorite movie um they're sitting in there and, and robin's talking about how he wants his own movie and this ad plays and like this summer he's been by batman's side fighting his whole life now we get to see the story of alfred <laughs> this is oh, alfred yeah. across the screen it's so good it's so good like <laughs> robin had a fit <laughs> it was so funny so i'll just go with emperor's new groove for this because i can't I'm, I'm not gonna be able to think of any other ones really um but but it's really loved so i guess it doesn't really count but that's a good question maybe i'll maybe we'll come back to it at a different date and, and really think about it but uh, that's a good question to have uh so let's let's wrap up the cat yeah. let's ratch up the sketch up i'm so lost on the words we have too many rhyming words. Up. yeah yeah baby there we go wrap up the sketch up so uh what are you excited about coming up next you were telling me there's a couple there's a show you really want to talk about yeah, it's a show I started watching. Actually, one of my kids put me on. It's an anime show. It's called Spy Family. It's about how, like, there, so there's the dad is a spy, the mom is an assassin, and the daughter is a psycho, is a, um, is a telepath. It's quite fun because, like, the dad is on a mission to basically infiltrate this, like, organization to get this guy. And so he has to, like, getting to the the bad guys kids at school so he adopts a girl but he doesn't know that she got psychic powers but she can read his mind and she knows that he's a spy and the mom is and then he meets the mom who's a, an assassin in a boutique trying to buy the girl a, a dress it's quite funny and you get to see like it's good mix of like slice of life and also just like the run-of-the-mill action kind of animated it's real cute because you kind of you kind of see like people who aren't supposed to be like emotional and good family structure like a good family structure it's pretty actually pretty cool watching an assassin and a spy right like make a fake family and raise a telepathic kid it's pretty and where can people find that um crunchy roll like you can find it on crunchy roll verve um, I think Hulu. I want to say Hulu. Just anywhere you can find some good anime. What did you say the name of it was? Spy Family. Spy Family. Spy Family on Crunchyroll, Hulu. Just look it up and you'll find it. Um, I, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head anything I'm too excited about. I've had so much going on. I haven't really watched any, watched anything or I've been really behind. The last comic series I read was Devil's Reign, which was like a month and a half ago. So I haven't really been up on that. I know the the Hulk and Thor, the the banner banner wars are starting, which I'm I gotta get into. Like I haven't I've, I gotta catch up on. I mean, but there was something I wanted to talk about that was crazy. I don't know much details. I'll try to read the details as um, we're going, but it was announced earlier this year, and it launches in June that there's gonna be a comic series of Marvel and Fortnite. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is not because it's another Fortnite thing, not because I want to promote Fortnite or anything like that. We have done a lot of promoting a Fortnite. I mean, we 
what two years ago, I think it was, we had an episode talking about Travis Scott, how he did the concert. I, I actually went on Fortnite for that concert. It was actually kind of cool how they did it. Um, they also had this one was definitely more like Travis Scott's was just a recording, like recordings put together and then an animation around it. The other one was um, what DJ was it? One of the I think it was Marshmallow was in it. Oh, and like, oh that seemed, yeah, what joint. That one seemed like he was actually there, which was kind of cool. Um, but this one I wanted to bring up because it made, you know, I was, I played Fortnite when it first came out. Was it 20, let's say 2016, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I played it when it first came out and it's crazy to see what it's become as a game. And now they're getting like their own comic series with Marvel, which is nuts to think about. I can't imagine what it's going to be. It's probably going to be terrible because like, these combination ones like this are usually not too good. They're usually just money grabs for people that are really into Fortnite and stuff like that. But just to see, like, they partnered with Marvel, they partnered with DC, they partnered with MLB, NFL, NBA. Um, I mean, you name a, you name the brand, and Fortnite is, and this is just a. It, all they did is they took the concept of the shooter game and made it a, a survival game. That's mm-hmm. literally all they did. I don't remember what what do they call it? What do they call the the that that game mode? No, 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 no. The game you mode. Know, I know they got that build thing. Oh, the new yeah. Well, they took away builds now and stuff like that. Like I can't imagine now it's just a shooting game. There's no building, but like, it's like no build zones or something. Yeah. So so just but just to think like it was this 100 man survival game. You know, it's free that was free that has made billions of dollars and it was so successful that other games like like um call of duty and halo changed their entire gameplay to this type of gameplay the drops or drop in survival games it's just crazy to see what it's done so i wanted to bring up it's just nuts that they're that Marvel is partnering with them again. Again, they partnered in 2020 where you can be Spider-Man or, or Black Panther and stuff like that in the game. But I just wanted to bring it up again because it's just, they're getting their own comic series coming in June. So in a couple of days here um, about Fortnite and Marvel, and you're going to see Spider-Man with, I don't even know what the characters' names are <laughs> in, in Fortnite. I don't even know if they have names, but there's the guys, the two guys and two girls or however many it is. And they're going to be partnering with Wolverine and Spider-Man to do something. Who knows what it is? You can read it if you want. I can imagine it's not going to be great. So, <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> But I think that's about it for this. Um, those are our recommendations. Those are what are we looking for next. Uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap up the show. So thank you for watching. Make sure you follow us on Schnabel Studios pages um, and go see some old episodes. We have we have almost 50 of them. We're coming up on 50. We're two away from 50. Um, there's some great old stuff there. There's cartoon bracket from two years ago. There's a big two big caps of time where we have an episode. Then we had a gap of time. Then we had an episode the big gap of time but we're going to be more consistent now so that's that's the goal thank you for thank you for joining for chris uh for kyle scott i'm chris schnabel and we'll see you next time on sketching up later thanks for watching sketching up and for more on sketching up go follow schnabel productions on instagram twitter facebook at schnabel productions capitalize the s and the p 
except on Instagram where it's Schnabel Dot Productions. You know what I'm saying? Music, music. You know what I'm saying? The wonderful tunes that you hear right now that's produced by me, the God, ATL's finest. You know what I'm saying? And the episode was produced by myself and my boy, Chris Schnabel. He even directed this thing. He killing it out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? That's NY's finest, you feel me? New York State, go, you feel me? Yer, you feel me? Might have to go get me a chopped cheese or something. You feel me? You can catch more sketching up in other great shows such as Mad Props and Offstage at Snobble Studios YouTube page. And you can catch the newest episode of Mad Props with Julius Thomas the third, who plays Hamilton, who plays Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton on YouTube now or anywhere else you can get your podcast. And Sketching Up is also a Schnabel Studios production. <laughs>